You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always, my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And on today's show, joined by one of the original founding members of the Locked On Chargers podcast, John Kegley on the show with us to break down this big win over the Chiefs on Sunday. We are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, covering the Chargers and doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, for five seasons. I write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What a win for the Chargers on Sunday. Welcome into the show, guys. A special thank you to those who are checking out the show for the first time today. You picked a great episode to listen to because we are still on cloud nine after that Chargers defeat of the Kansas City Chiefs, something that no one saw coming. The Chargers end up taking down the Chiefs 30-24 to on Sunday in just a game that seemed like it wasn't going to go to the Chargers' way so many times during the second half in some way. They found a way to win the game under Brandon Staley's big giant cojones. So, so much to get into. We're going to give our general reactions, our first reactions to the Chargers' big win in the first segment. And then in segment two, we're going to get into what happened in the first half. The Chargers getting out to a 14-point lead, but then leaving some momentum on the table to go into halftime. And then the bananas second half to wrap up the show. I mean, that's easily going to be the longest segment today. So, let's go ahead and get into it. Guys, what a game on Sunday. Obviously, none of us picked the Chargers to win just because of the offensive ineptitude, especially in the red zone that we saw against the Dallas Cowboys. The Chargers are all the way back this week, and it's not just a win because we've seen wins like Randy Bullock missing a chip shot field goal. They don't all feel the same, and the Chargers win on Sunday in the way that it happened, David, was just so impressive because they had a drive where they were going down to potentially kick the go-ahead field goal instead What do they do? They go for it on fourth and nine, something that we would have never seen with previous coaching staffs, even after a false start where it just seemed like, what are you going to do with this now? I mean, you were going to let Tristan Vizcaino kick a 48-yard field goal. Now it's a fourth and nine. They get a big penalty on the Chiefs. They go down, and instead of, you know, trying to run the clock out, they get a touchdown to Mike Williams. They miss a point after, but just that sequence to end the game, David, was so wild. It was just such an electric finish, and especially with the Chargers slate in these first eight games of the season, this was such a giant win for them. It's unbelievable. It's it's almost unquantifiable how important this win was to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead after traveling co- cross-country, and you go up against a team that has owned you the last five to six years, and you get a statement win, a gigantic win. Justin Herbert's biggest win of his NFL career. He goes there. He outduels Patrick Mahomes. The defense gets four turnovers. And Brandon Staley just makes some absolutely ridiculously awesome, high-leverage, high-stress decisions that go in the Chargers' favor. And I don't know if I remember a game in recent history where – the decisions of a head coach had such a strong impact on the outcome of the game, but this one definitely was one of them. Brandon Staley was a huge reason why the Chargers went in there and got a massive victory. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, and I think we have seen coaches impact the game like that, but it wasn't in a positive way, right? It's It was losing games because of miscommunications and things like that. 
And you have to be okay with the process, right? You have to be okay with the Chargers giving it back to the Chiefs in a great area if they don't pick up that fourth and nine. And I think I can speak for all of us just saying, yes, put the ball in your best player's hands. Don't try to punt it back, right, or take a long field goal and swirling wins to give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. Give it to Justin Herbert. Give it to your best players. Let them try to make a play to decide the game. And not only did the Chargers do that in week one, they doubled down and went and did it again in week three. Such a huge game for them. And, you know, another huge game by Mike Williams, who's just flat out been one of the best receivers in the NFL through three weeks. This game, he has two touchdowns, including the go-ahead touchdown at the end of the game. He also gets the two-point conversion early in the game. Seven catches, 122 yards. So many good players to talk about and so much stuff happened. But, John, it just seems like these were all the things that we wanted to see from a Chargers head coach, right? Trust Justin Herbert in these big-time situations. Go for the win. Don't leave it up to Kansas City and see what they want to do. Even when you get in close, everyone thinks you're running. Fade route to Mike Williams down the sideline for 16 yards. Do it again for a touchdown on the next play just because you know he's going to beat that dude one-on-one. So, like, it's just great having seen all the Chargers football that we have to see a coach and a quarterback who executed at such a high level today. Let's not forget about Justin Herbert's four touchdowns and zero interceptions. To see that combo at work on Sunday kind of turn the Chargers away from what they were used to do, being the old Chargers, not getting things done late in games, and to see them finish that way was just such a huge sign for Chargers fans that they made the right decision, hiring Brandon Staley and selecting Justin Herbert. I think we all said that Brandon Staley was the right decision once we heard his press conferences. Once you had to listen to those, you were just like, oh, I want to run through a brick wall for this guy already, and it's like months away from football season we're not even close yeah. to practice yet we haven't even had the draft yet we haven't had free agency yet we were I'm ready first press <laughs> we were bought in <laughs> we were ready and now he comes out and you just you see the product we we all see what we thought was going to happen just from those press conferences and it's coming true now the aggressive play calling going for it on fourth down just basically going for the win really and then putting the ball in the hands of Justin Herbert, not running the ball constantly like Anthony Lynn did. Your, your playmaker's Justin Herbert. You're giving the ball to Justin Herbert. The run game is basically there just to make the linebackers stay honest, to keep the DBs honest, stuff like that. You're, you just built a great offense. The defense doesn't do that great, but you're doing a lot with a little. It's the best way to explain it. You don't have the greatest talent on the defensive line besides like a Joey Bosa. You, know? you don't have the greatest linebackers in the league. You have some decent safeties that get hurt, leave the game, and come back, and yet you're still doing all this stuff to force four turnovers. Technically, you had five potential turnovers, but one of them wasn't recovered. Your defense is doing a lot with a little. This team is amazing. I might be the new biggest Brandon Staley mm-hmm. fan. He's amazingly aggressive and just says, well, we're going to win this game. We're not playing to lose. We're not playing not to lose. We're not playing for the tie. We're going to win this game. And How euphoric was that feeling, man? How euphoric was that feeling after that win? I mean... I had goosebumps for hours after that game finished. It was huge. I mean, it was me, you know, saying let's go 75 times I had in my to, living room. I had to take my wife to the airport. So right when it happened, I jumped on top of her. And I was like, okay, let's go get dressed. We have to go. And I got in the car and I started blasting my music really loud in my neighborhood. It's a really quiet neighborhood. So I don't know how many complaints I got. But <laughs> who cares? We won. Yeah, it's such a crazy game, and it's just weird to think back on games, you know, where we would get on here for a Monday show, and we wouldn't be ecstatic after a win just because the Chargers kind of lucked into it, right, or the game was given away by the other team. There was no giving away on Sunday. The Chargers went out and absolutely stole this game from the Kansas City Chiefs, and, you know, four turnovers, shout out to Tavon Campbell, two forced fumbles, 
in this game. The Chargers with three forced fumbles on Sunday get two of them back. What a game that we saw by the Chargers and Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert. What, let's get into all the biggest plays from this game get into the first half coming up right after this but first i need to tell chargers fans about this incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about get upside my listeners are making 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use the promo code touchdown to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore guys Get cash back with GetUpside. Just download that for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month just in the cash back from their gas, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time with your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. And just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. I also need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever, guys. All eyes are on the Gridironers. Teams are back to start another football season, and betting is best when football is being played. And BetOnline is the number one place for all college and pro football, and this is the best time of the year. So get in on the action, guys. I know a lot of you probably cashed out on this Chargers game who were you know, heavy underdogs going into this one. They pull out a big weight, and then the only place that we trust our money with is BetOnline. So check out the new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests, and so many different things to choose from. You can even play your favorite Vegas casino games at BetOnline. So from football, basketball, boxing, to whatever you like, you're going to find the best place to bet is BetOnline for live, in-game betting, and so much more. So make sure you head to BetOnline and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, and you can double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget, that's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, well, it's time to get into another game recap, and there were so many swings, right, ebbs and flows in this game for the Chargers, but they come out with a victory. It was a weird game to start, and the Chargers had a very uninspiring start because on their first drive, they come out and go three and out with three plays that started behind the line of scrimmage. I think that's kind of a recipe for disaster in its own right, but you could tell they wanted to run against a very bad Chiefs defense. It wasn't happening on the first drive, and they were very out of rhythm. But it didn't last very long for Chargers fans feeling bad about it because on the Chiefs' first drive, they go 10 plays 63 yards and get and Patrick Mahomes gets intercepted by Asante Samuel Jr. who David made a ridiculous you know Superman type catch it was a throw by Patrick Mahomes that was a little behind but the receiver has to hold on to that one it pops up in the air and Asante Samuel Jr. with a super athletic diving catch gets the ball back for the Chargers just a huge play and Asante Samuel Jr. again getting his hands on the football he has been around the ball he's been making plays he shows up again in a big moment and gets the ball back to the Chargers offense. Absolutely. And on the Chargers next drive after getting the ball back, they can't take advantage. And that's when it felt like old Chargers type of stuff. Like you get that big play against the Chiefs. You want to put up points after. But they go six plays, 23 yards. They have to punt the ball back. And then they get bailed out again because the Chiefs offense guys was moving the ball all day long, right? I mean, you saw them pretty much moving the ball. Well, they didn't face a lot of third downs. But they just kept turning the ball over, and that happened again on their second drive. This time it's Tavon Campbell who punches the ball away from Tyreek Hill. The Chargers get the ball back, and then they capitalize on it. They go nine plays, 51 yards, and get the touchdown. 
Herbert on second and goal gets the linebacker to jump on a pump fake and finds Keenan Allen in the back of the end zone. It was set up by a big 19-yard game by Donald Parham. But that was a thing of beauty. I mean, Tristan Viscaino ends up missing the PAT, so it's only 6-0. to zero. But, John, that pump fake added a lane for Justin Herbert. Like, he did not have a throwing lane. He pump fakes, the linebacker jumps. Now he has a wide-open lane to Keenan Allen, and he does a little jump pass into the back of the end zone. Absolute thing of beauty for a team who really needed to score once they got to the red zone. Would you believe the longtime veteran on that play was Keenan Allen? Justin Herbert's right. doing things that like Brett Favre was doing like 15 years in the NFL, those pump fakes that get people open. And here he is doing it in his second year in the NFL. He's learning a lot from Staley and these coaches, and he's using it really well. His IQ is amazing. The pump fake to get guys open is a really high IQ play, and he's just getting better and better each week with just little tiny tools like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just so nice to see, like, his growth. And, like, we knew he's played well. Like, I don't think any of us have thought he's played bad, even with the three interceptions in the first two weeks. Today it showed up on the statue, right? And people can't question it anymore with plays like that. And then it started to avalanche for the Chargers in a good way because on the next drive, the Chiefs fumble again. And that's the thing about Brandon Staley's defense. I'm not going to excuse the run defense by any means, but when you have to earn your yardage that way, it gives a lot more chances for things like fumbles to happen, right? We saw the Chargers force three of them today. This time, it's a fumble by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who coughs it up in Chargers territory. After a big game from Travis Kelsey, the Chargers get the ball right back, and they capitalize again. 14 points off of turnovers. This time, it's Austin, Ech- Austin Eckler catching a check down, gets an angle from 16 yards out and finds a touchdown. Mike Williams, the start of his big day, catches the two-point conversion after having two catches for 28 yards on that drive. Such a big thing for the Chargers to go up 14-0. Brandon Staley once again going for two early on in the game, getting those points back. And then the Chargers defense picked it up again, David, because on the next drive, Joey Bosa finally gets home. And it was set up by a great play on second down. Drew Tranquil perfectly reads a screen pass, right, and ends up dropping the running back for a tackle for loss. Great play by Drew Tranquil. He looked really good out there today. And on third and six, Joey Bosa gets home and forces the punt with his second sack of the season. Yeah, Drew Tranquil was all over the field in that one. It seems like as soon as they put him on there and he got extended snaps, he was making play after play after play. It's really good to see him use his instincts and speed. It definitely paid dividends for the Chargers defense. And Joey Bosa, what can you say about this guy's performance? He was out there playing hurt, and he still gave his team absolutely everything he had. Gets home on the sack. And he did a lot of things that I think are going to go underappreciated, but Joey Bosa definitely deserves credit for what he did in this game. It's so hard to pick between him and Derwin James. Who's making the bigger impact by both of those dudes just at the top of their game right now. But the next drive, John, is where things got a little bit frustrating because after forcing that big punt, you get the ball back. You have a chance to go take a commanding 21-0 lead. What happens? What happens? Jalen Guyton gets loose, has a huge touchdown from around midfield, right? From 50 yards out, Jalen Guyton has the ball in his hands. Has it knocked out by Daniel Sorensen? Has to make that play. I mean, it just would have been such a big touchdown to potentially put the Chargers up 21-0. Instead, it ends up being a fourth and four, and Keenan Allen gets a 30-yard gain. So you're like, okay, I don't feel that bad about the drop touchdown now. Except another illegal shift brings back a big play. This time, the clock was kind of running down. Herbert had to snap it. Jalen Guyton was not set. Brutal, I mean, because then they have to end up punting it. And what happens? The Chiefs go 11 plays, 
70 yards and get a field goal. It's just a field goal before halftime, but that seemed like a huge momentum shift right there, John. Blowing that drive up, missing that big touchdown pass, missing out on a big-time fourth-down conversion, and then giving up points at the end. Well, it's a lot of things. It's missed momentum. You had a chance to probably run that clock all the way down to where you go into half with maybe even at least a 17 to nothing lead. There's a lot of right. things that could have happened, and it all turned into the Chiefs getting points because of a drop pass and an illegal shift, which are self-inflicted wounds. You're beating yourself at this point. I think at one point when the Chargers were getting all those turnovers, Patrick Mahomes was yelling at his sideline saying, hey, we're beating ourselves. The Chargers haven't stopped us yet. Well, it's kind of the same thing with the Chiefs in a way. Like We started beating ourselves towards the end right there of that, of that second half. They weren't stopping us. We were. We should have had a shutout in that first half. But it gives the Chiefs hope. It gives them momentum. They're saying, hey, we got, we got points finally. We're starting to figure this out. They're going to beat themselves. We can do this. And it, the second half, it showed. like That little bit of momentum helped. Yet another game where the Chargers' end-of-half operation is lacking and they allow points. It's got to get cleaned up through three games. It has not been good. At least the first half. Yeah, I mean, they've ended second halves, well, in two out of the three games, right? But in the first half, they've given up points or almost given up points in all three. They gave a field goal to the Washington football team. They end up giving up a field goal to the Kansas City Chiefs here. If they have that crazy, like, 48-yard play where Derwin James is pushing Ezekiel Elliott out of the two-yard line. Not the best, right? But that momentum definitely carried into the second half for the Chiefs, who would come out with three straight touchdown drives to start the next half. And that was just such a huge part of this game. But the Chargers would answer back. And we're getting to all those big plays coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can catch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy a new device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I also have to tell you guys about Built Bar, my favorite protein bar out there. And my Built Bar tip of the week is make sure if you really like certain flavors of Built Bar, you hide them from your significant other because that's a good way to be very upset when you can't find one of your favorite flavors. And that's one of the things I love about Built Bar is all the flavors to choose from. You're never going to get bored of these flavors because, first of all, they're just great flavors. And another thing is there's a ton of them. And my favorite is peanut butter brownie, but there's stuff for everybody. Mint brownie, raspberry, coconut almond, coconut, salted caramel. So many bars, so many flavors to choose from. You can get a mixed box where you can try every Built Bar and find out which ones are your favorite. And right now, guys, there's a limited time flavor going on right now. Cookie dough chunk. You can never go wrong with cookie dough. And now it's one of my new favorite Built Bars. But the other great thing about Built Bars is you can eat them. They're 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew, which makes you think that you should feel guilty about it. But you don't have to because most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. And best of all, I can even save you guys some money on it right now since you listen to this podcast. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com.
All right, guys, well, now it's time to get into how this crazy second half unfolded. And it seemed like the Chargers were spiraling to start the second half. It did seem like the Chargers had really lost all of the momentum that they had gained with all the turnovers and scoring touchdowns in the red zone in the first half. Because in the second half, the Chiefs go right down the field on the next three drives, really. But the first drive coming out of halftime, the Chiefs go 12 plays, 75 yards. And on third and goal, they get a two-yard touchdown pass to Jody Fortson. Not a great momentum shift for the Chargers there. And what do they do to respond with it on offense? They go three plays for negative one yard and they and have to punt. So that was where it felt like, okay, things are either going to go like they used to for the Chargers. Something's about to give right here. And the Chiefs took advantage again, John. And this was the really tough one because they go 10 plays, 70 yards, and get a touchdown to go up 17 to 14. So the whole first half, you know, you're feeling pretty good. You score in the red zone both times. You go up 14 to zero. And then in three consecutive drives, it's why you can never sleep on this Chiefs team. They get two touchdowns and a field goal, and that 14 to zero lead is now a 17 to 14 deficit. And you had a chance to stop him on that drive as well. Patrick Mahomes being careless with the ball. He fumbles the ball and then just gets absolutely lit up, but he recovered it. But at the same time, there was a legal use of hands penalty on the Chiefs, so you had a chance to still stop them after that, and you still allowed them to turn a first and 20 into a first and goal two plays later. Like, you were given chances to stop them on this drive. Like, you feel like, the, like you said, the Chargers were unraveling. The Chiefs had all that momentum just from that one field goal leading into the second half, and they were just driving down the field at their own pace. Something has to give when it comes to ending the half because this is what happens right here. They get momentum, they get confidence, and now you have to figure out a way to get that momentum back. And it's really hard to do against a high-powered team that has confidence from winning a Super Bowl and being in another Super Bowl the next year. When with the way they were going at that point, it felt like the Chargers had to score on every drive they got the ball from then on out, right? It just seemed like exactly. the Chiefs found something, and they were going to start putting up points sometime soon. And especially on that that second Chiefs touchdown drive. I mean, you have a third down and 10. They get 23 to Travis Kelsey with Derwin James not on the field. You have a 15-yard late hit penalty on Kazir White. As ticky-tack as you're going to get. I mean, be smart if you're Kazir White, but, like, come on. They barely even touched he the He love-tapped him. Get out yeah, of here with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that was it was, I mean, pretty ticky-tack. But either way, the Chargers found a way to overcome those dumb penalties. But on that next drive, it felt like, they had to score a touchdown. Like, things were getting away they from the Chargers very quickly, right? They needed some big plays. They needed a huge momentum shift. And they get it. Because they end up going for it on fourth and four. And the ball is there. Because if you end up with no points again on that possession, that's really tough for your offense to overcome, right? Like, you had to come away with points. They don't just settle for the field goal. They go for it on fourth and four. Of course, Keenan Allen completes it, David. And then... It starts to become the Mike Williams show. This was the beginning, was on this drive, where he took over the game. Because Mike Williams does a fade down the right sideline from 20 yards out. Told the media afterwards it was supposed to be a slant. The corner played it like it was going to be a slant. And it ended up just looking like the nastiest release of all time. Because Mike Williams just had so much cushion from him in the DB. Runs a fade. Justin Herbert puts the ball on the money with Chris Jones right in his face. And just like that, the Chargers are back in at a 21-17 lead. What has gotten into Mike Williams, man? He is looking absolutely incredible. Him in the open space, getting those yards after catch, him stiff-arming defenders, 
him running great routes. Uh, finally, all those lessons with Keenan Allen seems like they are paying off because that release, like you said, was ridiculous. And he stretches out to secure that ball, too, for the touchdown. Just an absolutely amazing performance by Mike Williams in this game. And he's on a crazy pace, and I, for one, am here for all of it. And it just felt like at that point that they were back in, and they were going to put up a fight, right? It was going to be a game at that point. And the Chiefs responded like you knew that they would. They ended up going down on their next play, and their next drive, they go 12 plays, 72 yards, and get the touchdown to take the lead back away from the Chargers, to take a three-point lead. They get an eight-yard shovel pass to McCall Hardman. But at the same time, like it was really a run. The Chargers got run all over on this drive, and the Chargers get the ball back with six minutes and 43 seconds to go, down by three. And you felt like they needed another touchdown here. You didn't want to settle for a field goal. This is the exact amount of time that they ran out in the first week against the Washington football team. So the Chiefs take the lead back again, and there's six minutes and 43 seconds to go. The Chargers are down by three, but you feel like you have to go get a touchdown because you feel like if you go tie the game with a field goal, Patrick Mahomes is going to get the ball back and he's going to score on you, right? And you're going to not ever get the ball back again. It was a huge drive for the Chargers, and of course, it blows up at the end of it because the Chargers go 10 plays, 69 yards, and they have another touchdown, John, that gets called back because of a penalty. Another illegal shift takes back a touchdown from Justin Herbert to Gabe Neighbors, and then you end up only getting a field goal. I mean, credit to Tristan Vizcaino who made it considering, you know, the wind complications that were so evident during Sunday's game, but... It felt like a huge loss on that drive specifically to only get a field goal there and to be giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes with timeouts, right? In a tie game, I just felt like you were just waiting for the end. It, it kind of felt like the old Chargers again, like when we played the against Washington and we had first and goal from the one, he didn't do nothing, it ended with a field goal and he went to overtime and lost that game. It kind of felt like that same thing again. Oh yeah, even last week, but you had the ball first and goal at the one. And you get a good pass play to neighbors who somehow, some way flips in the air and lands in the end zone and doesn't lose the ball. But then it's called back. <laughs> and you can't score at all. And you have to kick a field goal. And like you said, you're just thinking, oh, once Patrick Mahomes has this ball, he's going down the field. Even Tony Romo was saying it. They were like, you, he has the whole entire, he has two minutes, he has all his timeouts. And then next thing you know, like two plays in, they're like, oh, you didn't see this coming. So nobody expected the charge to get the ball back in this game. You figured this was it right here once they kicked that field goal. Yeah, and the Chargers blew two opportunities, right, or a few opportunities because they got a free set of downs at the one because of Keenan Allen, you know, drawing a pass interference where he just got absolutely tackled on, like, the goal line. So you had all these opportunities. And literally, guys, last week, the Chargers were about to go up by four points with a Jared Cook touchdown. It gets called back. They lose by three points, right? Like, we literally saw this exact movie play out, and the other team goes down and kicks a game-winning field goal, right? Like, that's just what it felt like was going to happen. Patrick Mahomes has already done it so many times, obviously. And then he didn't, right? Because the Chargers give the ball back. They cause some pressure. They get it to a third and eight situation. And finally, you saw the Chargers bend but don't break defense finally kind of pay off in a way. Because Patrick Mahomes was pressing, and he made a bad throw. He was trying on third down to do too much, and Alohi Gilman gets the interception to change everything. It changed the entire feel of the entire game. Credit to him for being in the right place. Credit to Brand Staley for having the right call in the Chargers for getting pressure to force that bad throw, but he just was trying to do too much. And just like that, the Chargers have the ball back, but it's still a tricky situation because 
Yes, you're in great field position, but how close do you have to get before you end up trusting Tristan Vizcaino to go for the, you know, go-ahead field goal, right? And then things got so ballsy from Brandon Staley, and this is when we all bought in just even that much more in Brandon Staley's coaching philosophy. So it gets down to a fourth and four situation after Mike Williams drops a pass that's probably a touchdown, right? If he breaks, if he catches that slant, it was a fastball by Justin Herbert. The guy was trailing. I think he probably breaks that tackle and runs in for a touchdown. It was cover zero, and it ends up in a fourth and four. Tristan Vizcaino goes out on the field, and he's going to attempt a 48-yard field goal. Then the Chargers call a timeout, and you see the offense go back on the field, and all of us are stoked. We're all over here like, he's really going to do it, right? Like, he's going to go for it. He's backing up his words, and they go on the field, and then it's a false start. So now it's fourth and nine, right, when you're about to potentially give Patrick Mahomes the ball back with an easy setup for a field goal to win the game. Brandon Staley still says F it. They go for it on fourth and nine. They get a pass interference call against Jalen Guyton. Perfect throw by Justin Herbert. Jalen Guyton should have caught it as well, but you get that fresh set of downs, and it just felt like they're going for it. They're going for a touchdown, too. And on the next play, most people would run the ball right there. Almost everyone run the ball right there. The Chargers run a fade route to Mike Williams down the left sideline. One-on-one, he makes the catch, and they go right back to that well again. Even with 30 seconds left, David, I know we talked about Do you knee the ball there, right? Do you continue with the momentum you have and just try to get a touchdown and make them come back and get a touchdown against you? Brand Staley called a running play, right? Joe Lombardi called the running play. Justin Herbert checks out of it, throws another fade route to the end zone, and then Mike Williams gets his second touchdown of the day. And it just, that feeling right there of the Chargers going for it, not settling for a field goal, just going and saying, hey, we're going to score a touchdown, then you do something about it, and the guts of Brandon Staley on that drive, just was crazy. It was a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I would have, I think, would have preferred them to kill some of that clock and then maybe score or go for the field goal just because it would have been a chip shot for the win. But, hey, anytime you go out there and get a touchdown and you say, hey, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to put this game away. And they did. They they threw a, they, a ball. They put call. the ball in Justin Herbert's hands, too, instead of putting it at Tristan Vizcaino's feet. Which is definitely the obvious call for me. I don't think you have a lot of confidence in Tristan Vizcaino after what he has showcased the first couple of games this season. You have a lot of confidence in Justin Herbert. That confidence is rewarded. He throws a dime. Mike Williams, who's been balling out all game, gets another touchdown. And the Chargers jump on top. So crazy, right, John? I mean, we've seen so many endings for Chargers games. And this was the second time already this year where it doesn't feel like the old Chargers win this game. I mean, against the Washington football team, The throws they made, the aggression on that last drive to run the clock out, quote-unquote, because they barely ran the ball at all and they just let Justin Herbert throw it all over the field. Those were games where it felt like it was slipping away for the Chargers, and they came back and finished it. And it has some 2018 vibes to it, right? Like, in that season, you kept waiting for the Chargers to fall apart, but they went out and won games. And even some of those, they kind of lucked into, you know, some two-point conversion stuff, some overtime stuff. Like, that was a weird season in its own right, but, like, Two times already this season, it feels like you saw giant strides made by this coaching staff living up to their aggressive mindset and the Chargers winning games because of it. I mean, if you're asking me, I have to say the signature play of this season has to be that fourth and nine. It's like it's not even a completion or anything. It's a it's a penalty that gets the first down, but it's the call to go for it on fourth and nine. Despite if you don't get this, it's like two completions and Patrick Mahomes is in field goal range. <laughs> If you, you're more likely going to lose that game unless you somehow have time left on the clock to get your own field goal or something. But 
you still went for it. Even for, fourth and four, you're like, okay, you know, this is easy, easy yards. Easy yards, you should get this. But then false start. Oh, no, here we go. Now we're definitely screwed. Nope, we're still going to go for this. That's the signature play of this season so far. I think that just shows you this is a new Chargers team. Every win that we've had feels different. Like, it feels like a real win. Whereas before, when you win games, you're just like, uh, we got away with that one. But now you feel like you're actually winning these games. And just to wrap a bow on it, the Chiefs did get another drive. Like I talked about, they left him 32 seconds. They left him with a timeout. The Chargers had a couple of guys open on the last drive for the Chiefs, but it ends up in a Hail Mary attempt for the Chiefs. And they end up knocking it away on, you know, the three-yard line or something like that. And you know you couldn't exhale until that ball hit the ground. You just know you couldn't. Right, exactly. I mean, you didn't end the first half well, right? You had that play at the end of the half against the Cowboys where they just ran a quick thing to CeeDee Lamb. You didn't want a quick, you know, throw to Tyreek Hill with a wall of offensive linemen. So I'm glad they didn't really give him the opportunity to set a play like that up on that, right? They had three guys up man-to-man with them at the line of scrimmage. Don't let him catch that easy pass and set up a ton of blockers and let the most explosive player in the open field just have an easy catch, right? Loved what they did there. Loved the way the Chargers finished this game. And Brian Staley just, you know, keeps proving week after week why he was the right decision for the Chargers. And the Chargers on Sunday showed... When they're playing their best, when they stay aggressive and believe in their philosophies, they can hang with any team in the NFL. Like, they just can simply. Like, it wasn't even really a great game for them in a lot of ways. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So, the Chargers showed a lot to me on Sunday. Can't wait to keep talking with you guys about it throughout the week. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow with what went right and what went wrong. And, I mean, that what went right section of that show tomorrow is going to be the best because that's always the funnest part of these recaps after the game. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. What a win for the 2-1 and one Chargers who avoid a 1-2 and two start in one of the craziest games we've seen from them in a while, and that is definitely saying something. But that is going to do it for today's show. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, make sure to go follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you can't on that platform, make sure to rate and review so we can keep putting this show on for you guys. You can also find the show on all of our social media. We always post the show every day. So you can also follow us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. You can find John Kegley on Twitter at BiggestChargerFan. But make sure to send your voicemail reactions in after this one, guys. we got a couple of them already. We'll definitely try to get into some this week, especially with the Chargers playing on Monday Night Football. So to get your voice on the show, make sure to call 323 323- 524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But what a game. Thanks for joining us for the ride, guys. I mean, that was a huge statement win for the Chargers, and I can't wait to see what they do next week on Monday Night Football against the Las Vegas Raiders. But we'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.